Welcome to All Autism Talk, connecting the autism community one podcast at a time. Our podcast offers friendly conversations with inspiring individuals in the autism community. All Autism Talk is brought to you by Learn Behavioral and the Learn Provider Network. Now here's your host. Welcome to All Autism Talk. I'm Katherine Johnson, your host for today. All Autism Talk is brought to you by Learn Behavioral, a leading autism provider. Today, we're talking to Dr. Ira Cohen, research scientist and primary author of the PDD Behavior Inventory, and David Fuscus, spokesperson for the National Coalition for Access to Autism Services, known as NCAS. Dr. Cohen has recently published a response to some reports to Congress written by the Department of Defense about the efficacy of ABA. Dr. Cohen would like to shine light on the fact that the Department of Defense has misused the tool that he has created, and by using a flawed analysis of this data is misinforming Congress. NCAS is afraid that these erroneous reports will lead to cuts in healthcare services for children with autism in military families. I sat down with them to dig into how the PDDBI is meant to be used, how the DOD is using it, and what this means for the children of our service members. In the interest of full disclosure, listeners should know that LEARN is a proud founding member of NCAS. Whether you're a military family receiving services through TRICARE or just care about our military family's right to receive autism services, I hope you listen to this important conversation and I hope it inspires you to take action. Dr. Cohen, David Fuscus, I'm so happy to meet you both. Nice to meet you, Catherine. Nice to meet you too. Thanks so much for taking the time to have this conversation with me. Um, So military families with children who have autism are in a bit of a precarious situation right now. It looks like the Department of Defense, who oversees military families' health care, is considering cutting ABA as a service for these folks. And they're using the data from a tool that you created, Dr. Cohen, to support these efforts to cut ABA. So now you've done an analysis of how they have collected, analyzed, and reported this data and from my understanding, you unequivocally disagree with their conclusions. Correct. There's a, there's a lot to unpack here, um, but let's just, if we could, just start out with some context because many of our listeners won't be familiar with the military healthcare system. So could one of you just briefly explain the players and sort of how they interact? Sure, I'd be happy to, Catherine. Thank you for, for having us on. So military health insurance is provided uh, through the Department of Defense by TRICARE, which is their military health insurance company. Anybody that's served in the, in the armed forces will be familiar with it. And ABA services to children with autistic, with, with children with autism is uh, supplied by TRICARE, but it's supplied under a demonstration program uh, for, authorized by Congress that goes away in 2023. Now, hopefully it will be reauthorized. But as part of this, TRICARE has to come back to Congress every quarter and report on the effectiveness of ABA uh, ABA services. And just to put it in context, there's about 34,000 children with autism in, uh, in, the, in the military military families. About 17,000 of those children are receiving, uh, receiving ABA, uh, ABA services. And what we found is really, really very disturbing. Starting in 19, and excuse me, in 2018, with these reports from Tricare to Congress, they've been taking the assessment tool created by Dr. Cohen, the, the PDDBA, and they've been misusing it 
uh, coming up with with false uh, with false data with erroneous data uh, and using it to say that ABA uh, services are not effective uh, not effective uh, services and as you we've watched this progress over uh, you know the last uh, the last four years it's very clear why they're doing it the cost of ABA services has risen. Uh, relatively dramatically uh, over the last few years, just as healthcare costs in general uh, have been going up, and it's cost him a lot of money. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to to discredit ABA so they can they can move these children over to uh, or to less effective, at least for them, less effective services and ones that cost uh, cost less money. So the DoD is making these reports to Congress that basically conclude that ABA is not effective. Um, and this could lead to them cutting ABA as a service. So military families would not have any access at all to ABA? Through their health insurance, they'd have, they'd have to pay for it themselves. Uh, the Got health it. insurance would no longer cover it. At least what's, this is what we believe that they are, uh, they're doing. I see. What you've seen is starting in 2018 with these reports to Congress, they've been steadily building a case against ABA services and against ABA as an effective uh, treatment. Of course, the problem is that they've been cooking the books on the numbers, right? right. The data that they're using uh, to show this is is wrong, as, as, as Dr. Cohen will uh, uh, as Dr. Cohen will go into. So let's get into that. I'd, I'd love to talk to you, Dr. Cohen, about sort of the nuts and bolts of the tool that you have, um, that you are the primary author on, the PDDBI, and how it's meant to be used, and then also how the DOD is using it. So as I understand it, the PDDBI is um, a series of rating scales. Is that correct? Yeah, it is in general a rating scale. It, okay. There are uh, there are two forms. There's one for parents to fill out, and there's one for teachers or other professionals to complete on the child. Uh, because parents see the children usually in the home. Teachers see the child, uh, depending on the age, uh, either one-to-one, -one, sometimes in the home, but more often in a school program. Um, and so they have different perspectives. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's nice to get input from each. Um, it is what we call a subjective rating scale. So like other rating scales that are out there for assessing other conditions like attention deficit disorder and so forth, uh, we ask the informant to provide a rating and a series of behaviors that are listed. In, in the PDDBI, there's uh, something like 188 items that a person is asked to score. Uh, on the teacher version, there's 180. Wow. And, uh, so it's it's comprehensive, and I'll explain why I did it. Uh, you could call me a little obsessive compulsive, but that's, <laughs> that's what I did. It, it um, I, I uh, just as a background, when I first started working with these kids back in 1978 at Bellevue Hospital, um, I was very much uh, of the of the opinion that any rating should be objective, quote unquote, right. like an ABA. Okay. I was coming out of out of a basic science program, and we, I, I made my own behavior measurement equipment, uh, you know, with switches and contacts and all sorts of stuff like that. And it, I, I didn't think much of subjective ratings that psychiatrists were doing in, in the ward that I was on. Um, but much to my chagrin, I found out that the information that they were providing was actually reliable and valid and very sensitive to treatment mm -hmm. effects and very easy to do. Um, 
And um, so the, the PDDBI was uh, an outgrowth of many, many, many years of sometimes false starts. We eventually figured it out. Um, the reason there are so many items in there is because this is a complicated condition. Um, the kids differ markedly in their profiles. And uh, I wanted to be able to capture the kinds of things that uh, therapists would be working on. Um, so um, it's each of those items is grouped together um, and eventually leads to a score called a T-score, which is a, a score that's standardized so that the average child will auto, with autism will get a score of 50, plus or minus 10 points. Can you go back just a little bit to give us maybe like a couple examples of some of the categories of behavior that you're rating and then maybe a couple like specific examples of, sure. of things yeah. that a parent or a teacher might be rating? Yeah, so um, it's it's so all of the uh, these items are now broken down into two general areas. One uh, gets at what I call approach withdrawal problems. Um, this is follows from a longstanding literature on on behavior issues, uh, and these are issues where the kids have problems. Um, it could include sensory behaviors like hand flapping. It can include rituals like uh, needing to do things in a certain order. Uh, social interaction problems, repetitive language, um, what I call arousal regulation problems, uh, like sleeping problems, uh, anxiety, and aggression. Got it. Uh, sometimes directed towards self or others. Uh, and there are, the parent or informant is asked to score each of those on a, on a rating that ranges from zero to three. Zero means the behavior is not seen. Mm -hmm. One is rare, two is sometimes, three is often. Okay. So if I'm rating a child on this rating scale, and I and and we come across um, the aggression, and there's no aggression, so I would rate it as a zero, because Correct. I haven't I haven't seen that child exhibit aggression. Exactly. Okay. Uh, right. And the same right, the child may not speak, so you wouldn't re you know record echolalia, for example. Mm -hmm. um, hand flapping might occur, right? Mm -hmm. It might be rare, it might be sometimes, it might be often. And the if it's constant, step, I'm going to rate it a three, right? If it's, if it's there if all it's of constant, the time. You're going to mm -hmm. rate it a three, correct. Okay. Um, each of those areas that are assessed, there are total seven areas in that, in, in that um, approach withdrawal section. Uh, that gives a score. And the higher the score, the worse or the more um, problematic that behavior is. And the lower the score, the better. The second section deals with uh, social communication abilities, things the child should show but usually doesn't. Um, so these are social skills like eye contact, the use of gesture, imaginative play, uh, social interactions with others, use of English uh, as a language in terms of uh, nouns, verbs, consonants, uh, uh, and then pragmatic use of language. They have a have a conversation with somebody, uh, as well as receptive language skills. So for that for that particular dimension, um, also scored on this same kind of system, the higher the score, the better. Okay, finally, there's uh, what's called the autism composite, which is composed of a total of six different um, domains, six different areas, four from so, the approach. With so them. not all of the domains, it's just a few, just a few of, of them? Oh, okay. Four mm -hmm. Four of the domains in the approach controls, and two within the uh, what is called receptive expressive social communication abilities. Mm -hmm. A long term, that's what it is. 
Um, so getting back to your example, if a child um, does not exhibit aggressive behavior toward himself or others, you would score that child as zero. But the aggression score is not in the autism composite measure. Oh, what, is in autism, what is in the autism composite measure are those domains that are directly related to the diagnostic and statistical manual of mental disorders definition of autism. Can I just step in one second? So this is really key to what the Department of Defense and TRICARE is doing on how they're misusing this rating scale. Dr. Cohen, can you just address how they're using zero when they score zero on these on these behaviors and the result of that being that they throw out large amounts of the of the data, a lot of yeah. amounts of the assessments? I was, yeah, I, I was about to get to that. Um, so, so, we, so we have the scoring system and, and uh, we have this autism composite. Um, in order to get a score, you have to count the items correctly. You have to score the items correctly. Um, when I was given the uh, report uh, that the DOD had written about what they found about uh, the PDDBI and its use, the first thing that bothered me, uh, first of all, the fact that they were saying that ABA wasn't working and based upon my rating scale kind of got me a little annoyed. Um, I, I didn't develop my rating scale to uh, prevent people from getting services. I developed it to help with making diagnoses and to monitor treatment uh, outcome. And uh, the fact that somebody might be using it to prevent a family from getting services was uh, pretty upsetting. I can imagine. Uh, yeah. So I, uh, the first thing I looked at, they described the number of cases that had ratings, which was something like 14,000, as David had mentioned. And of that, approximately 1,500 or so had scores they said were, quote, usable, unquote. So 90% of the scores were not there in their analyses. And I said to myself, I've never seen such a thing. I've used the scale many times. Other people, my colleagues have used it. It's published in the literature. Nobody throws out 90% of the data. Uh, so something funny was going on. And then the next sentence that I was looking at basically said, um, we eliminated those cases that scored zero. Oh. Because zero means, cause zero means that the item is missing. Well, it doesn't mean the yeah. item is missing. Mm -hmm. It means the behavior is seen. okay? So if you throw out that data, you're eliminating all cases that are potential responders. Okay, take, for example, a child who wasn't speaking to begin with, mm -hmm. and after six months of therapy, he is. That child would not be counted. Okay? Wow. A child, okay? So it, 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 uh, when you throw out 90% of the data, something is wrong in the analysis. That was the first problem. And that's the important thing to remeasure. It was clear... Not only did they make that mistake, but it was clear they never bothered to read the manual or even look at the rating scale. Because if you have a copy of the rating scale on the very first yeah. page, it says what each of those scores mean and how it should be scored. And so back to that other example of aggression, if a child um, you know, had an aggression score of one and then six months later is reassessed and that aggression score is zero, hooray, amazing. Um, and that child wouldn't be counted in the DOD's analysis. Is that right? It, it, except that, as I had mentioned earlier, the well, that particular example, that child 
May not, I don't know exactly whether or not, because the only thing the DOD examined in the entire radiant scale was the autism composite. Oh, so they're that not the looking at aggression. They're, they're not even taking aggression. Else. They're not taking aggression into consideration yeah. when they're, they're looking at taking, progress. Why did they not take any of the other scores on the, on the scale into account? They did not match what was being measured to what the goal plans for the child were. Okay. If we can, if we can have to... Yeah, go ahead. So if we can just focus on this, just to be really clear on this on this point, right? So in their first, you know, use of this in 2018, they did 14,700 assessments, as Dr. Cohen said, and out of that, they only deemed 1,577 children's assessments as, as usable. Right. That's astounding out, to me. It's astounding. That's absolutely throw, astounding. But throwing out 90% of 90%, the fact that you are throwing out 90% of your data should have been a red flag that something right. was something was wrong. And instead of that, they're taking this data, all right, that is so clearly wrong because they clearly and simply misused the, the, the PDBBI, uh, the PDBBI, uh, this and then taking this to 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 Congress to say that ABA services don't uh, don't work, the the decisions that they made in putting together this data is now in a process that is going to have terrible ramifications for thousands and thousands of children, and it is difficult to look at this over a period of time when they are doing this again and again and again and not come to the conclusion that they're doing this intentionally. And that is, is really a travesty. This is all um, really shocking. I'm, I'm wondering, have you ever tried to just sit down with them and, and tell uh, them they're, you're using the PDDBI incorrectly, I should know, I wrote absolutely. the tool. Yeah, 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 we did. Um, so um, NCAAS asked me to accompany them to meet with the uh, people who wrote this report at the Pentagon which we did last year. Um, we were at a meeting where we had uh, staff members from the Pentagon, which if you've never been to the Pentagon, it's quite impressive. Um, and uh, also members from NCAAS, um, during which I explained what they did wrong on how the instrument should be used. And at the end of the meeting, they insisted that whatever reports they wrote were correct. Their conclusions were correct, and they dismissed everything I had to say. Um, just, and just after, to... after, that, after that meeting, there was a, a much more detailed report uh, that was submitted to Congress where, in, where they did a whole bunch of, quote, analyses, unquote, on the existing data. And none of, there was no indication that they made any attempt to change what they did or so forth. Um, and they still were looking at a relatively small number of the total number of cases that were potentially involved. Just think about that for a minute, right? So they're going in, they are misusing this assessment tool, they're coming up with bad data, they're going to Congress with it, and then Dr. Cohen goes in, the man who wrote the assessment tool, and very mm -hmm. clearly says, this is just like he's saying now, this is wrong, you are using this incorrectly. And guess what? They didn't care. They didn't care. And they're continuing on this path with Congress to go in and invalidate ABA uh, services for, for military children with autism. Yeah. And in, in that most recent report that you can see in my re report that you, I think you read, 
they they said that um, ABA wasn't working. They explicitly said that, even though their own data on this very biased data set indicated that many of the children were in fact responding mm -hmm. uh, of this selected group. Uh, and so they were misstating facts. This must be so frustrating to you to have something that you've worked on for so many years be mischaracterized in a way that could cost families the services that their children need. Are you and I, yeah, and I, you know, the fact that they only looked at the autism composite, which is itself, a, as the name implies, is composed of other uh, uh, parts of the rating scale, and not look at the other factors that are relevant to whatever the goal plans are. I mean, clearly, if you have a child who is intellectually disabled, you're going to be working on certain kinds of behaviors. And if you have a child who isn't, who may be older, and you have to work on social issues, um, you're going to deal with different kinds of issues, and you're treating the two as the same. It's not the same. Um, and uh, this is why you have to relate it to goal plans. It's not like you're giving a drug that you think is going to cure autism. Uh, or have a global effect. In that case, it might be appropriate to look at the overall autism composite. But when you're looking at uh, psychological behavioral interventions, mm -hmm. you want to target what you're looking at relative so, to what you're trying to do. Let me see if I understand what you're saying. It, it sounds as if um, the autism composite score that the DOD is looking at and sort of using as part of their analysis only really captures a few different um, categories of behavior that people might be working on. But for instance, if you have someone who's, um, you know, we're not worried about their stereotypy, we're actually working on, you know, going to the store and, and making purchases and using money and making change. And, and they're <laughs> focusing on those sort of like life changing skills that are absolutely appropriate to be working on but that progress is never going to show up in the autism composite score that the DOD is using to determine whether or not services are effective. Do I have that correct. right? You have it correct. They're focusing on this, not only that, but to get it, to get a change in the autism score, not only, sorry, I'm getting, I get angry every time I think about it. Uh, can they understand. Insisted, they insisted that in order to say that a, a child changed, that the score from time one to time two, remember it's scored on so that the average child gets a score of 50 plus or minus 10 points. That score has to change by 10 points, one, which is one standard deviation. That is a huge effect, and they expect that to take place in six months. Okay. So After your... doing an intervention, mm -hmm. um, you would need to change the repetitive behaviors, the rituals, the social interaction problems, the language problems and build up skills in both social and language areas, all of those things together to get a major change like that in the autism composite in a six month period, which is highly unlikely. Uh, it happens, but not always. Uh, and I should also point out the complicated factors is that they, when they did these analyses, they did not describe their methods. They did not describe who the cases were. We didn't know how many males, how many females, what their ages were, what their any of this sort of stuff, what their IQs were. Um, we didn't know whether there were any medical complications or psychological issues, other comorbid issues that often occur in this population that could affect the scoring. Um, so, and, and medical issues are an issue in this population and have to be attended to. That can affect the scoring. There were lots of issues here. 
and then to, you know, to the overall you know, medical community dealing with autism, what's a real shame here is had they done this properly, had they used the Dr. Cohen's tool properly, you would have had a very large data set that would have been useful to, to, to researchers and medical mm -hmm. people all over the all over the world if it had been done uh, and if it had been done correctly, uh, you know. And then you know, there's additionally a problem that's coming from this as well that we're starting to hear anecdotally uh, that uh, that private insurers are starting to look at the the research. And I say that in quotes that uh, that uh, Tricare did because there's such a large data set. They're starting to look at those results. And so we're really fearful that this might spread out of the uh, military and into the private uh, private insurer uh, universe as well. That right. is really scary. Uh, Catherine, I'd also like to point out that um, in this most recent analysis that they did, they, any changes that I, I just said were there, they minimized. And uh, they said, well, it was statistically significant, but not important, or we don't know what these scores mean. Well, if they had bothered to read the manual, they would. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the, the reductions that they had were significant in this relatively biased sample. And the second thing is they weren't doing a research study. They were just, they're mandated to document whether the children are improving or not, not what the reasons are. And as David said, they kept on saying, well, ADA doesn't work. Uh, they don't know that. Uh, this isn't a research study. And had they, had they taken all this data and had they worked with people who know methodology, it, this could have been a, a valuable contribution, not only to research, but also to clinicians and families really? out there. Yeah. It was a waste. It was a waste. Is there, I'm curious, is there a way to rectify this? Is there, would it be appropriate to go back and use those same scores and actually make a proper research study and, and take all of that data and score it all accurately and and report on it. Is that is that a possibility if they sort of, you know, came around to the fact that they they had improperly analyzed it? Not knowing what they did or how they did what they did. I don't know. Uh, it would be nice if that were the case, but I don't know. Uh, there's so much information and and uh, there are many obvious factors uh, that can influence scores on this. Uh, oh, and, and another thing, which I, I, I didn't mention, there was no assurance that the person filling out the form at the first visit with the same person who filled out the form on the second visit. Okay. Now, and is that, is that necessary in order to compare scores? It, it is absolutely necessary because if you have a, a person on the second visit who's not the same as the first visit, that person is bringing along their own biases and interpretations of what the child is doing. It's not the same reference. Base. And so what that does is introduce additional, quote, noise into the right. data analysis right. and so, minimize any infection. So the studies that have been done on the PDDBI to show their validity in those in those studies, they were following that rule of using the same rater on yeah. multiple. Right. That's what's called test-retest reliability. And, mm -hmm. and you use the same person at each, at each time. Uh, the other, they also misstated the agreement between parents and teacher forms. Uh, they said that the uh, agreement on the autism composite between parents and teachers was high, mm -hmm. which justified for them including the teacher reports in there. And in fact, if they had bothered to look at the manual, they would see that it's not high. 
and in the PDBBI manual, there are tables to indicate, well, how much of a difference between what the teacher says and what the parent says is something that I, I should, as a clinician, pay attention to and inform families as to what what's going on. Um, and this is important diagnostically. Um, and so I think all of these things put together indicated that they were just doing this blindly, making assumptions about how the yeah. instrument should be scored and not bothering to see how it should be done. So they were basically reporting that there's a problem because we're seeing that scores, the parents' scores of, of these children are significantly different than the teacher's scores. And that's actually, that's fine. That's okay. That's, that's to be, to be expected. Is that what you mean? Because they're, yeah. they're, they're seeing kids in different environments. Right. And this is typical. It's not just peculiar to the PDDBI. Any right. subjective scale, this is, this is what's, what's going to be the case. Even if you were going to use an objective measure like, um, oh, an, an actometer to measure activity levels, mm -hmm. kids are going to be more active in one setting and then another setting. It's just how they are. Uh, I can attest so, to that. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you, you need to look at this. You need to take this into account. Yeah. Um, and there were just so many things that they did wrong that um, for them to then say, well, ABA isn't working is... Uh, as David said, there must be another agenda here. Well, you know, and so, speaking speaking to that 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 other agenda, uh, when Congress asked them to evaluate this and come back with reports, they asked it to, to evaluate how well ABA was was working. And what we've seen in these reports is that they have slowly been adding cost to the to the issue. In their most recent report, uh, I'll, I'll quote here: uh, they said that they are analyzing, evaluating, and comparing the quality, uh, efficiency, convenience, and cost effectiveness of the ABA program. This is leading up to 2023 when this demonstration program, uh, program, uh, program uh, ends. But they've been adding cost to this uh, you know, right along. Congress has said that that's not one of the criteria we're looking at. We want to know how well ABA works. And so is, is the, the, are these reports that the DOD is submitting that they are now adding cost into, which actually I would think would be um, would be actually great because there have been so many, uh, you know, analyses of, of how much cost savings there is in the long run um, when children receive proper treatment. But are, are they, um, is there any other information or any other way that Congress is getting reports on ABA or is, is this really sort of like the only way that they're learning about this program that TRICARE is providing to families? Well, certainly the, the National Coalition for Access to Autism Services is working you know, quite hard to get correct information to Congress. But this really goes to why, the, the, why, the, why we created the Save Autism Services uh, campaign, uh, mm -hmm. which we're going out and we're, we're working to educate people on this, educate members of Congress, really with, with, with two messages here. Number one, the message is that you know, what DOD and TRICARE is doing, that they're bending science, they're misusing science to uh, pull funding from, from, from ABA services. And it just isn't right that what they're, what they're doing, uh, especially leading up to a critical period in 2023 when this program ends and will have to be reauthorized by, by Congress to, uh, to ensure that these 14,000, excuse me, 17,000 uh, children that are receiving ABA services will continue to receive those those services. 
Um, Dr. Cohen, if you could wave your magic wand and and sort of be in charge and, and change the way that the DOD was evaluating the progress of these kids who are receiving ABA services, how would you do it? How should they be evaluating progress? My description of what they're doing now is uses a, a computer science uh, uh, anagram called GIGO, or garbage in, garbage out. And that's what they have, right? <laughs> they, they, they have... They have they have inappropriate scoring, which is a fundamental problem here. Uh, and not only that, but not understanding what you're doing, um, you lead to leads to erroneous conclusions, erroneous yeah. data, erroneous conclusions. Uh, not only erroneous conclusions, but those con erroneous conclusions are are potentially being used to remove services from families, which is reprehensible. Um, the uh, what I would do, I would uh, you you would need to bring a team of people who know methodology, mm -hmm. uh, who know about quality control, who know about making sure the data were being corrected uh, mm -hmm. correctly, who took account of relevant factors that could affect the scores, um, not just the program itself, but ancillary factors like the health of the child, the intactness of the family. These are active duty, some of these active duty service members, are they being sent off and not a, around uh, to provide additional support? That could pl play a role. Um, uh, emotional problems that may be present, uh, whether or not there's another affected child in the family could impact all of this. So there's a whole bunch of factors. And we know these kids are prone to develop um, uh, medical issues such as seizures, mm -hmm. which could affect the results as well, and, and gastrointestinal problems. So the um, these are there are a whole bunch of both medical, biological, emotional, and program related factors that would need to be taken into account. Um, and then of course quality control managers to make sure everything was on the up and up. Uh, that's just basically for this and. Um, uh, that's just to make sure the program is running correctly. This is separate from actually carrying out a research study to show uh, whether or not APA is effective. To me, it's not effective. We know from a lot of studies out there that APA, in its various forms, uh, is effective in teaching behaviors. The question is for whom, for what, how, why. And, um, and uh, tri both TRICARE and the Tricare and the Department of Defense. I mean, obviously, these are huge, well-funded organizations. And with Tricare, if they don't have the personnel in-house to uh, uh, to properly run this study, they certainly have the resources to go get them. Right? There's really no excuse for them doing what they did, unless the goal here is that they want to go in and they want to kill funding for this and get something less expensive in place. It's really the only conclusion that you can come to when you look at all the information about what they've been doing. So David, now that Dr. Cohen has written up this response, uh, we will, by the way, put a, a link to it in our show notes. Um, what are the next steps in trying to make this right for these military families? And is there anything that our listeners can do? Well, yeah, there certainly is. We're trying to, to educate on this. We're trying to educate Congress on the issue and really throw some sunshine on exactly what uh, what TRICARE has been has been doing. And so there's something directly people can do. If they go to saveautismservices.org, there's a, a petition uh, that they can sign there that's going to be delivered to, uh, to Congress. There's also a link that people can share their stories on how 
if there are people that, that have children with autism on how uh, ABA uh, services have helped and benefited their uh, benefited their their child. Uh, certainly that, and they can write their congressman, uh, congresswoman, uh, their senators, uh, senators as, as as well. But as a quick, easy step, go to saveautismservices.org, sign on to the petition. We're building an army of people that are that are outraged by this, and people should be outraged by this. And, and that's one thing they can do uh, that's very helpful. So saveautismservices.org. Well, Dr. Cohen, I commend you for your lifetime of service to people with autism. And I am sorry that that the tool that you worked so hard on um, is sort of being misused in this way. And I really appreciate you coming on to tell your story. And uh, David Fuskes, thank you so much. I appreciate Pleasure what your to be here. Thank organization you, uh, is doing for these folks. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's our pleasure. I hope you found this conversation with Dr. Ira Cohen and David Fuskes informative. In ABA, as in all the sciences, we tend to assume that data is objective and apolitical, and that if we just follow the data, we won't be steered in the wrong direction. Personally, I find it alarming that the men and women who serve our country may have these services taken away from their children because of a misuse of data, whether it's intentional or not. I'm grateful to Dr. Cohen for taking a stand and speaking up to set the record straight. You can download Dr. Cohen's report and sign a petition to Congress about this issue. The link is in the show notes. You can listen to our other episodes on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. We always appreciate your reviews and ratings if you're so inclined. If you have show ideas or a question for us, email us at allautismtalk at learnbehavioral.com or find us on Instagram or Facebook at, at Autism Therapies. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you next time. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of All Autism Talk. This podcast is brought to you by Learn Behavioral, the leading network of providers serving children with autism and other special needs. Visit us at learnbehavioral.com. Listen to previous episodes at allautismtalk.com on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All Autism Talk, connecting the autism community one podcast at a time.